Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. I read an article recently that Americans are living in a large anger incubator. What a word picture. The article went on to say that rage is running high, frustration levels, stress. In fact, rage has consumed our society. You can see it in people's behavior, their shortness, curtness with one another, their driving habits, the protests that have long since lost their peaceful tone, the looting, the pillaging, the destruction. Rage has taken over. We people of faith, I think, need to be cautious in such times. We don't need to fall prey to the rage of the world around us or that sense of anger and angst that can rise up within. We know that God knows. We know that God is alive. We know that God cares. We know He hears and responds to our prayers. But like fire, prayer must burn brighter than the world around us. Like eagles, prayer must soar higher than the storm clouds encircling us. It's that fervent prayer, the white-hot prayer, that gets through, that avails much, that has tremendous power. Our prayers need an accelerant. Faith acts as such. But so too does intense desperation. Anguish is that desperation. In fact, That is the choice we are faced with today. Either we grow angered or we become anguished. Hello, my name is Ken Gurley, and all of this week on Daily Devotion, we're talking about hope in troubled times. There's a verse that arrests my attention today that I want to mention. Jesus set his face to Jerusalem. He already knew what would happen to him there. He knows what will happen. He shares it with his apostles. Mark says they grew afraid. But the mother of James and John, two of Christ's inner circle, makes an odd request. Would you permit my sons to be seated on your left and right in the kingdom? Jesus does not give her the response she's looking for. Rather, he looks at his two closest followers and said, you don't know what you're asking for. But he qualifies his apostles with this question. Are you able? to drink the cup that I am about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. And they said to him, we are able. Christ is questioning each and every one of us. Are you able to drink the same cup? Are you able to be baptized with the same baptism? It sounds foreign. It sounds so strange to modern Christianity today. About as strange as a pastor standing up on a Sunday to minister to people and a spirit of anguish come across that congregation. There was a day when that was not unusual. But today we have smiling pastors and laughing revivals. and We're treated to nonstop entertainment and endless cycles of how-to clinics when the answer, painful though it may be, is before us all the time. We need a fresh baptism of anguish. If you want to know a person's character, what a person is really like, 
Pay attention to the answers to these three questions. What makes that person laugh? What makes that person angry? What makes them weep? Those are fairly good tests of character. I received some correspondence from a person in a distant city who had said something offensive about someone, and they really needed to apologize. And when I gently nudged them and asked them, did they feel the need to apologize? Here was their response. I'm not into apologizing. I'm into running spears through people who don't believe as I do. Some believe that's what's needed today. Angry followers of the cross. I don't think so. James said that the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. I believe the Lord is not looking for angered followers, but anguished followers. Those who know how to be baptized with anguish. What is anguish? Extreme distress, suffering, pain, the feeling of physical, emotional, or mental pain. It's like Hannah of old, who knew how to weep between the porch and the altar. The carnal Eli thought it was drunkenness, but no. She had been baptized with desperation, with anguish. It's like Moses of old, who will come down from the mountain to see a flagrant display of disobedience and sensuality from the so-called people of God. He would intercede. He would step in the gap. It's a baptism of anguish. We need people like Jesus in our day who will weep over a city and cleanse a temple. The simple difference between anger and anguish is a broken heart. At Calvary, Christ's heart was figuratively and physically broken. It's the baptism of anguish. It's easy to get angry in today's world. Anger is like a narcotic. It's an expensive luxury that few of us can afford. It's easy to get angry at someone else's problems and sins, but it's not easy to look at ourselves in the mirror of God's Word and allow God to break our own hearts. Anguish is more than concern. The priest and Levite who passed the wounded man on the Jericho Road may have been concerned, but it was the Good Samaritan who was moved by the hurt and the pain and stepped forward to help. Anguish brings a personal involvement into the situation. Hanani and a delegation from Jerusalem came to see Nehemiah, and they were concerned about the ruins and decay of Jerusalem. But only Nehemiah fell to his face before God and cried out. So is it any wonder then that Nehemiah was used by God to address the needs of Jerusalem? God is looking for people who are willing to share his heart, to feel as he feels to be baptized with the same anguish that he experiences. Only those whose hearts are broken can be mightily used of God to bring his grace into a situation. Only then can a person be elevated in the midst of God. Yes, when our hearts are crushed, when we've been baptized with anguish, then we feel the heart of God. And with the heart of God comes hope for a troubled world. This is not a day to speak only of revivals and awakenings and last day outpourings. This is not a day to speak only of seeing lost loved ones saved. 
This is not simply the day to speak of just fixing ruined marriages and restoring lost relationships, as important as that may be. This is a day to speak of anguish. America reels because of her disobedience. This once bright shining light on a hill has faded to a shadow of her former self. But what concerns me more than our nation is the state of believers. An apathetic believer is blind to the needs around them. It still takes a cross. It still takes crucified flesh. It still takes suffering and a baptism of anguish to bring hope to this world. What are the possibilities that could be unlocked by this fresh touch of the Holy Spirit? The blessings of anguish. First, I would say is joy. Hebrews 12 said that Jesus endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. That on the other side of anguish, there is joy. Joy doesn't come through momentary pleasures. True joy comes through sowing in tears that we may reap in joy. True joy comes from giving yourself, your time, your talent, your energies, your treasures. Jesus was baptized in anguish, but the present pain will give way to future gain. This momentary affliction, Paul said, works for an eternal weight of glory. In addition to joy is purpose. When Jesus told James and John, you will indeed be baptized with the same anguish, follow on in their lives to know their stories. James is the only one of the original 12 apostles whose martyrdom is told of in the book of Acts. In Acts 12, Herod took him and executed him. Peter would go free for a while, but James would be executed. John was exiled to Patmos. Tradition says he was boiled in oil. There was pain, but there was purpose. Their lives mattered. In his anguish, he had a revelation of Christ on high and the world to come. Their lives mattered. When those two brothers dropped their fish nets and followed after Jesus, they became fishers of men. I've lived long enough and watched enough things rise and fall to say this. The only thing that truly succeeds in God's world is that which begins in tears, in a baptism of anguish, with suffering, with tears, with pain. I weary of clever. I weary of people who are simply smart. Good ideas will not change lives. Only anguish changes lives. Joy, purpose. What about this one? Answered prayers. You see, when you go through the same baptism with Jesus, you draw closer to him. You hear his voice. We don't know how to pray as we should, but the closer we get to the Lord's heart, our prayers are conformed to his perfect will, and we start seeing answered prayers in abundance. In fact, your life will become an answered prayer. It becomes a testimony of one who has been through a baptism of tears, but you come out like those three Hebrew children, not even smelling of the smoke and the affliction. As you pray in desperation and in anguish, your heart is conformed to his heart, and you feel as he feels about things. When you speak the word, God backs it up. God is looking for you. He's looking for me. He's looking for all of us to be baptized, not just in water, although that's necessary, but baptized in the matters of the heart, 
in those things that God really cares about. What changes lives is a baptism of anguish. When a person is so convinced in their heart that they step before God and say, I want to see as you see. I want to feel about things as you feel. I want to think as you think. Let your heart be my heart. Your passions, my passions. Let your desires be my desires. Scripture says that when Zion travails, she brings forth children. Anguish changes lives. Anguish causes you to walk the floors at night, crying out to God, being so burdened that like Esther of old, you fast and pray until you appear before the king. Spiritual blindness is hardly recognized by any child of God. It starts with the dimness of vision, accelerates through carnal living, and our heart gets callous. But when you and I begin to pray with a spirit of desperation and our tears begin to flow, we begin to see answered prayers like never before. You see, when you have this kind of prayer life, you find hope in the midst of trouble. You know you can go to God in prayer. And those with a broken spirit and an anguished heart, he will never cast out. He will hear your prayers. James, John, can you be baptized with this? Are you able? They responded, yes, we are able. God wants to use you in this spirit of anguish to see joy return, purpose return, and many answered prayers. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.